everybody. Merry Christmas! If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy whatever you do celebrate. Even though I'm pretty sure Hanukkah was like two weeks ago, so probably way off. But today is Christmas. If you're probably not listening to this on Christmas, it's totally fine. But I figured since um, this podcast would fall on December 25th, I would do a Christmas movie podcast and put it up on this day. So that's what I did. I originally had intentions of watching, I would say, a lot of holiday movies. I don't know. Um, I am someone that I am not like always watching Hallmark and things like that and whatever, but like everyone else, typically around Christmas time, I will. Um, I like to see like the new movies that are coming out and I try to like record those. And then if there's any that I missed in the past, like, um, one of these five star Christmas, I really wanted to watch last year and I wasn't able to watch last year. So I am glad I was able to watch it this year. They tend to repeat over and over and over again. So I recorded a shit ton of these movies and then I ended up watching one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I ended up watching eight movies. So not a lot. Um, if you follow my friend Sarah at Sackbone Studios, um, Sarah says is her podcast, then she has watched every single one. So she is a robot and she is a superhero and she has done way more than I have. However, we have very different tastes. So you either like the movies I like or you like the movies she likes and there's no in between, I don't think. Um, but if you want to hear about more of them, she is definitely a good place to go hear about all the rest of them. But anyway, um, I just watched the ones that like jumped out to me, the ones that I felt like I was interested in. I typically only watch these kinds of Hallmark Lifetime whatever movies, um, when I am like, first of all, when I'm feeling it, but then also I, I just like lost my train of thought. I only watch them typically when I know the person in the movie, like the star of the movie. Um, pretty much there are people that have like monopolies on this. So, um, I will watch anything that Jessica Lowen does, does, um, Lowen does. I don't know how you say her name. She is the girl that played Adriana on 90210. Um, love her so much. So I will watch anything that she is in. I unfortunately will watch anything that Chad Michael Murray is in, even though I don't exactly love Chad Michael Murray. We are team Sophia in this house. Um, but I will watch anything that he is in. Um, who else? Um, Bethany Joy Lenz is typically in these movies. Janet Kramer is in these movies. Even though I don't really support Janet Kramer anymore, I still watched her newest movie. Um, and yeah, so... There are people like Candace Cameron Bray, or however you say her name, we don't watch her movies. We don't support her in this house. And then also, I had a shit ton of um, Lacey Chabert, or Lacey Chabet, or however you say her name, the girl from Mean Girls. Um, I had a shit ton of her movies set to record, and then I found out she's a Trump supporter, so I was like, skirt! And so, I deleted all of her movies off, which is good, because she honestly, I think, has more than Candace does, on it, um, if you, like, uh, honestly count them. I could be wrong. I just don't focus on Candace's movies, so I don't really know, but typically, I just watch movies of people that I know and things like that. So, there are a couple of people... Well, no. I don't think so. I don't know. There's people that are a little obscure. Um, like, Tori DeVito is in one. Um, the girl from... 
who's in one of them. Her name is Julia Gonzalo. She is the girl from A Cinderella Story. She's like the bully, the mean girl. So there's like some obscure people, but if I know who they are, I'll watch them. Like I know there was one. I don't know what which one it was, but it had the girl who she was in Young and Hungry for like one season. She was the guy's like original um, fiance. I was going to watch a movie with her in it because I've, I've seen her. You know what I mean? So I'm willing to watch if I know the people. If I don't know the people, I don't care. Or if I don't like the people, I don't care. Because essentially Hallmark movies, Lifetime movies, Christmas movies in general are just a repeat of the same storyline over and over and over again. Um, we have been giving my sister nonstop shit about how uh, she's at the beginning of her Hallmark movie because there's a boy that she likes and we're like, yeah, well, this is the beginning and you don't end up with the guy in the beginning. In the beginning, she's with a guy and he's not the good guy and then she ends up with like the other guy. I also saw a meme that was very funny and it was like if you watch a Hallmark movie in reverse, it's about a girl breaking up with her loser ex-boyfriend in a small town who goes off to the big city and wears pencil skirts and heels and she's thriving as a lawyer or whatever. Which is funny because that's how they all start. So they all have a pattern. And I realized, I was wondering why I'm able to watch these. Because I have not been interested in watching movies for a while. I think, I really do think it's a problem. Um, This whole like TikTok thing. And then also the fact that I listen to like podcasts and audiobooks on two times speed. I think I'm like setting myself up to not have a very long attention span. Which is not great. I don't think I'm the only one. I think this is like a common thing. But I don't have the attention span for a movie anymore and I've noticed that and I also have like no desire to watch new shows really. So I just like have been watching the same things over and over and I realized the reason why I'm able to watch Christmas movies is because it's the same thing over and over. So even though it's new and like whatever, it's still essentially something I've already seen before so it's not really a stretch for me to watch it. So that's been how I was able to do that. So I thought I for sure would watch more, but that didn't end up happening. But I think as it is, I think that these eight, like some of them were good. I think I'm going to go, I have like three different groups. I have the ones that I liked. I had the ones that were like whatever. And then I have ones that I absolutely hated. So I'm going to break them up that way. And then um, I'm going to talk about each of them. I noticed that the quality started to go down. I think I watched the ones that I was the most excited for. And then like the quality started to go down. And so I watched one over the weekend and I was like you know what I think I'm good I think I'm done I'm not gonna delete them because I thought I had to work on Christmas Eve and I don't think I do now so I might just watch some of them on Christmas Eve um I'm saving Christmas with the Cranks um I read the book spoiler alert I read the book and I'm saving that to watch with my husband because I don't know if he's ever seen it either so that's something that we will probably do on Christmas or sometime around Christmas I don't know um but I wanted to save like an actual movie because I know he'll watch that versus these movies he's not into. So um, all of these are, let's see, they're Hallmark or Lifetime or I also have The Princess Switch on here, which is Netflix. So we have a little bit of variety. Let's go ahead and get into it. So we're going to start with the worst and we're going to move our way up to the best. So the absolute worst one that I watched, and this is, this is kind of hard, but I know that this is the worst one, um, is an unexpected Christmas, which came out this year on Hallmark and it is starring Bethany Joy Lenz. It says Emily works at an ad agency and is sent to her ex's hometown before Christmas. She arrives at the train station as her ex is picked up by his family. They mistakenly, mistakenly think that Emily is still an item. So, Essentially, they broke up, which I think this is super unrealistic because they've only been broken up for two months. Um, 
I think they were way too cordial with each other to have been only broken up for two months. But anyway, so they've been broken up for two months. And he never told his family that they broke up. And then her hotel reservation got messed up because she wasn't the person that was supposed to be going on this trip. It was someone else at her work. And so she goes and she like magically arrives in town at the same time as him. So their their family thinks that they're still together. He broke up with her because her career was taking off and he didn't feel good enough for her, blah, 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 whatever. This movie was so incredibly boring. Like, I wanted to stop this movie several times, but I was like, I just need to get through it. And I literally was, like, not paying attention. I was watching TikToks. I was, like, doing other things because it was so, so boring. They they had zero chemistry. I don't know who the guy is. I don't care who the guy is. I love Bethany Joy Lens, but, like, they had no chemistry. It was so, so, so boring. And, like, it's just, like, all the, like, family hijinks and things like that. And it was interesting because I felt like Bethany Joy Lenz's chemistry with his nephew, who's, like, I don't know, like, eight or seven or something, like, they had really good chemistry. He was, like, Auntie Emily, and he was, like, really excited to see her. And, like, they had this really close bond and things like that. And, like, um, his sister was really excited and, like, things like that. And it was just, like, like, the fact that, like, she has better chemistry with this kid than she does with this guy, I was just, like, eek. Um, so I thought this was absolutely terrible. It was absolutely a waste of my time. There was nothing There was nothing good about this. I did take a screenshot or, like, a picture of um, a cardigan that the guy was wearing because it looked like a cardigan my husband would like to wear. So I was like, oh, this is cute. Okay. Um, but other than that, it was absolutely terrible. It was absolutely dreadful. And then, obviously, like, his family ends up finding out that he broke up with her, which I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they didn't sleep in the same room. So I feel like that's like a giveaway. But like I did the same thing with my husband's family. Like I was like adamant that until we were married, I wasn't going to stay in the same um, bed with him because that was something that I knew that they cared about. But then of course, like they really liked me. So they were like, oh, it's fine. Like you can just like sleep together. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is something that you were like really adamant about before. So I don't want to like just because you like me, it's still something that, like, you guys felt was important, so I want to make it important. Like, we lived together, so obviously we slept together, but it was, like, not a big deal. Like, we're in your family's house. It's, like, totally fine. So, I don't know if it was, like, that, like, because they weren't married or something, if they were sleeping in different rooms and it wasn't weird for that reason. I guess that has to be it, but anyway, his family ends up finding out that um, they're not together or whatever, that they were just kidding, they were just whatever, And so then, like, she leaves, and, like, the next day is, like, Christmas, and his family is so cold and, like, awful to him. And it's, like, ultimately, how much does it affect you, the person that they're, that your brother or son or whatever is dating? Like, very little. And it seemed very silly that his family was being so shitty, and I was like, this movie is just awful. The next worst movie, which was almost the worst movie, is The Holiday Fix-Up from Lifetime 2021. This is Jana Kramer's 2021 Christmas movie. It is about Sam, an interior designer who returns home for the holidays to help renovate the Bell Harbor Inn. She gets paired with Coop as her contractor. The only problem is he's the guy who broke her heart and she's the one who got away. So this movie was also really freaking terrible. Um, Janet Kramer's house in the movie though was like super beautiful. I freaking loved it. Anyway, I have a lot of notes, so I don't know if any of these are going to make any sense. I don't really know. It was so awkward. There was zero chemistry between Jana and this Coop guy. Um, and it was just another one of those situations where like 
they were supposed to do a show together and like he broke up with her because they didn't want him in the show they just wanted her and so instead of just I don't know talking to the person that you are planning on engage being engaged to like the love of your life instead of just talking to them you like break up with them because you think that that's better and it's like what the fuck is wrong with all these guys so that's basically it in a nutshell so she is like this like tv whatever fixer-upper kind of person and um the town that she's from there's like this storm and this inn that means a lot to her which I don't think we ever really find out why these people mean anything to her but whatever um it's like really convoluted but um she goes back and she offers to help like fix it up or whatever because there's all this damage to this inn and whatever And, like, I don't know why it didn't occur to her that he would also be helping this project because it seems like he is equally invested in this inn. So it seems really silly that she wasn't like, hey, just just to make sure you don't have, uh, you know, what's his name uh, working on this, right? So that was just really awkward. Um, It's also awkward because at first she, like, pretends that she's fake dating someone and then she, like, literally tells him, like, the next scene that she's not dating someone um there's like a weird Ryan Seacrest cameo which was really weird um there's this whole like snowball fight montage that was unnecessary um of course Jana Kramer has to sing in the background so that's happening I'm surprised that wasn't part of her character but whatever um and then like throughout the whole thing like her manager or whatever is telling her that she needs to have a better social media preference presence so she's doing all these super super cringy videos like that she would put on like insta stories or something and they like make it look like the actual video that she's like posting so it's just like it's so cringy and knowing that Janet Kramer literally does this like this is what she does for a living like I mean yeah she's like an actress and a singer and whatever but she is always like on Instagram like talking like this and so it's so funny to like see because like this is exactly how she does it kind of thing so like it was just very cringy it was very awkward like the whole thing was just super awkward it was just super weird it was not it was just not good at all um and then again like it's just like really fucking annoying like the way that it ended that it's like this whole like oh like like why wouldn't you just tell them because like if 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 Tommy told me, like, if we were working on a project together, and then Tommy told me, like, uh, yeah, so they only want you, they don't want me, um, so, you know, we'll, well, first of all, we would figure it out, like, first of all, he would probably tell me to go ahead and do it, and he would, like, support me, and go with me, and be like, at least they want you, like, let's go, like, let's do it, but second of all, he would give me the option to be like, okay, let's find another way that we can do it together, and, like, pass on this like he would give me the option we have conversation and then like he proposes at the end because of course he does because that's what they do in all these movies and it's like why wouldn't like if this is somebody that you plan on spending your entire life with and this is somebody that you feel close enough to that you can get engaged after you guys haven't been together for I don't know how long and whatever like then why isn't this someone that you can just have a very simple conversation with it's just it's like such a prideful thing and it's so ridiculous and I hate it so much. Anyway, Maria Menounos is in this movie and she is the star of the fucking show. I love her so much. She is so pretty. She is like Christmas in a box in this movie. She's like wearing bows in her hair. She's wearing like cute little like festive sweaters. 
she's literally the only thing good about this movie and she's just like so adorable she had these really cute giant bow earrings and I the whole time I was just like watching her I was like I don't care get all these other people off my screen like let me just watch Maria Menounos I could not tell you the last thing I saw Maria Menounos in um but it was great she was the highlight of the movie for sure and then also I forgot there was this like really cringy part where Janet Kramer got a boob job if anybody didn't know and there's this like really awkward part where she's like wearing a nightie and like all this stuff in this old man's inn and she's like walking out of the room that she's staying in like she would just like casually like flaunt around her old hometown um inn with old people like in a negligent like in like a nighty situation or like whatever with her boobs like totally on display and like she walks out of the room and then like he sees her like this coop guy and then she like quickly covers up and it's like why weren't you covered up before like I'm not a prude I'm not a person I'm not like whatever but like if I were staying in like an old person's inn and like like I would not be like flouncing around in my like Victoria's Secret nightgowns you know what I'm saying like I would not be doing that so Anyway, they just had to do, like, a quick, like, Tana Kramer got a boob job. Everybody look at her boobs. Like, let me show them off. Like, she was really excited about it, which I guess, like, if I got a boob job, I would probably be proud, too. But I'm hoping to get a boob reduction after this baby. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's just not my journey, I guess. But anyway, this movie was fucking terrible. The next movie is A Very Merry Bridesmaid. It was Hallmark 2021. This starred Emily Osment. I was really excited because I love Emily Osment. I just watched whatever her new show is on Netflix. And then I went back and watched Young and Hungry over again because I loved that show. I really loved her character, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I'm like I'm like in an Emily Osment sort of vibe. So I was very excited to see that she was going to be in a Hallmark movie. The synopsis says, Leah's 30th birthday is on the same day as her brother's wedding. Her childhood crush is back in town for the wedding, and he's determined to make sure her birthday does not go to the wayside. Um, I don't know who this guy is, the guy that is her love interest in the movie, Casey Diedrich, but he is gorgeous, so props for that. Um, also, this house that they filmed in is the, like her family house in this movie, is the same house that they use in the two All the Boys I Live Before movies, which I thought was like super awesome. Like it was really cute to see it like, and be like, oh yeah, that is the staircase and like things like that. So I think that's funny. So um, her birthday's on Christmas Eve and everybody's like, oh, they're just going to like forget about your birthday and like whatever. And they do essentially like kind of forget it, whatever. Um, but this like boy that she's always had a crush on apparently has always also had a crush on her. And he's like the only one that's like paying attention to her birthday and is like, oh, well, let's do like all these like Christmassy things and like, you know, in honor of your birthday and whatever, which is nice. But it's like there was no like build up in any sort of way. Like there was no like he just like was automatically nice to her. He was like automatically spending time with her. He was like automatically like there was no like it was like, well, why haven't you guys been dating this whole time then? Because clearly like you guys both like each other. Clearly like he cares about you. He's doing all this stuff for you, whatever. So it just it seemed kind of weird and it seemed like what's the point of this movie kind of thing. Um, the acting by everyone else in the movie was absolutely terrible absolutely terrible her brother's acting terrible her parents terrible his bride terrible like it was all bad and there's so many random storylines that also made this movie really bad there's this whole lost luggage situation like the bride all of her stuff is lost her wedding gown everything like everything is lost there's this whole buying a house situation which this is another thing that drives me absolutely batshit crazy he buys granted it's like her old family house that she like has a lot of like nostalgia and memories and things like that and whatever but this guy buys a house, like her brother, buys a house for him and his new wife, soon to be, um, to live in. 
And it's like, how do you purchase a home without consulting your significant other? Like, Tommy and I talk all the time because, like, all the car commercials are out right now because people, there's always, like, bows and things, and it's, like, these are Christmas presents that you give to people. If Tommy bought me a car for Christmas, I would kill him. I would murder him. You cannot make financial decisions like that without consulting your significant other. Like, what are you doing? Like, and granted, we share money, so I don't know. Maybe it's different if you don't share money, but, like, what? I would kill him. I don't care if the house is beautiful. I don't care if the car is beautiful. I don't care if it's like my childhood home and he's like renovated it to make it like the perfect home. Like that's not a nice thing. That's a thing that you need to consult me on. And like we need to do this together. So that like just like I'm just going to buy a house. Like it's casual. Um, And then the guy across the street, um, her like crush or whatever, like he's like also trying to sell his like Nana's house. And like, that's like a whole storyline. There's like a whole ass realtor that has her own, like her own scenes. Um, her dad also has like the sickness that he's been battling. So she's like always like worried about like his health and things like that. There's her birthday, there's the wedding and the wedding is getting like thrown together at the last minute because he decides like, Oh, like she always wanted to get married at this like house that he bought. So he's like changing everything. It's just, it's just a lot. They could take all of this out. They could just make it about the fact that he's moving the wedding. And so there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and everybody's doing all these things for the wedding and her birthday is getting overshadowed. Like that would be enough. But instead there's like all these extra storylines and acting was so bad and it was just, it was just not good. And then I do love the sweet baby angel, whatever the boy's name is, whoever the boy is that she has like, you know, she's been in love with or whatever. But there's this part where he's like, I have a crush on her too. You're 30, bro. Why are you why are you calling it a crush? Like be an adult and be like, "Yeah, I like her. I have feelings for her. I care about her." blah 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 blah. Like you're 30. This is weird. You're not 5. Um and then what else did I say? Um oh, they do this really awkward thing at the wedding where they're like I think it's like before they do the speeches or something where they're like, hold on, we have to talk about something. And so like all of his like family gets up and like they make his sister get up and like they're all standing there and they're all like, we also are celebrating her birthday. And then like they give this like weird speech about how like she's like so great and like happy birthday to you and whatever. First of all, I would be mortified. Second of all, if, 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 if my husband at my wedding was like, hey, real quick, we're also going to give a speech to my sister because it, it, it's her birthday or whatever. Maybe we probably wouldn't have had it on a birthday. I don't know. But also, no, we're not doing that. Like, we're not doing that. I'm really sorry. Uh, we will have a really nice party uh, the day before, uh, the day after. Like, I don't know. We will do something really nice for your sister. And, like, thanks for taking one for the team for letting me, like, use your birthday as my wedding day because it's a holiday and that's what I wanted to do or whatever but like absolutely not like that's also like the same thing as like people that get engaged at people's weddings and stuff like can I just have one day I just need one day I will go above and beyond for a birthday any other day of the year but like can I just have one day um it was just really awkward and it made me very uncomfortable and acting was really bad so that made the speeches even 
worse. The one thing I will say that I did like about the wedding is she was not the maid of honor. The sister Emily Osmond's character was not the maid of honor, which I feel like is the thing that normally happens where there's like, you know, six people in a, in the movie. So then those people are the, also the wedding party. She had bridesmaids. She had friends. She had bridesmaids. And like Emily Osment was not even like second in line or something like she was like third. So I actually really appreciate that because like that small attention to detail which is, like, maybe you could have given your actors, like, better lines. I don't know. But at least, like, that, I was, like, okay, that's, like, way more realistic. Because typically, it's not at all in any way, shape, or form. So, ultimately, like, I love Emily Osment, and I feel like she was fine. And I feel like the guy was fine. But I feel like everything else about this movie was terrible. And also, in all of these freaking movies, they sit outside in the snow in, like, the East Coast. And they just, like, sit around a fire like that's casual. Like, bitch, I live in the Midwest, and if I walk outside and there is snow on the ground, I am walking from the house to my car, and that is it. Like, I am not going to sit out on little wooden chairs around a fire and pretend like that is going to be enough. That's not enough. I don't know why it's a thing. I don't know why it's a trope in these movies, but it's, like, just, like, a fun, like, romantic, flickery fire scene. Like, sit inside by a fireplace. That's also romantic. Do that instead. Don't sit outside. Okay, so the next two movies I feel pretty much like middle of the road about. I There were things that were fine about them. There were things that were not. Actually, now that I think about it, I think the one I'm going to talk about next was just terrible, actually. <laughs> um, so it's Too Close for Christmas. This is a 2020 Lifetime movie. And um, I realized after I started watching it that I had already seen it. And I wasn't sure if I had seen the whole thing or not, but I had already seen it. So... Um, it is starring Chad Michael Murray and Jessica Londes, which they've done a lot of movies, especially this year together. Um, they did it on like a weird network, so it wasn't like a regular network. So I didn't see them, but they did like a fall movie. They did like two Christmas movies or something like they're like the dream team right now, I feel like. Um, anyway, so it says a woman's feelings start to change when she reluctantly spends Christmas with the man responsible for ending her last relationship. So, um, also, Chad Michael Murray is super weird in this movie. So he is not, like, dreamboat in any way, shape, or form. He's super weird. So she goes and she's staying with, like, her sister's family and – or with her sister's husband's family. And, um, like, he is her um, sister's brother-in-law's brother, if that makes any sense. Um, so she doesn't like him because at – I think our sister, at her sister's wedding, I think, is what happened um, – she was like dating this guy and the guy wanted to go somewhere I think he wanted to live in London or something and um Chad Michael Murray's character was like well that's not gonna work out like you guys are gonna break up or whatever and then they ended up breaking up like right after that and it's like yeah but not because he said that like like it started the conversation or whatever and it was like got the ball rolling but like they would have broken up anyway because, like, if their relationship wasn't able to sustain, like, the long distance, they would have broken up. And it, it was just weird. And so she's just, like, uncomfortable around him or whatever. Like, she's, like, not happy. Like, it's fine. Um, And then – so their family is super weird. Their mom is, like, this – crazy Christmas lady and she has this massive Christmas calendar and everyone has to partake no matter what like it, you do not get the option to opt out which I think is fucking insane like you have to do every single thing on the calendar and like you have to go to every single event and every single person has to be at every single event and it's like 
holy moly, like, I really love Christmas, and I really enjoy, like, our random little traditions and things that we have, but, like, if somebody was, like, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling that, I don't want to do that, I'd be, like, okay, that's no big deal, like, we'll, we'll go, and we'll be back, and we'll see you later, and, like, whatever, like, I'm very much about everybody just have a happy, happy holiday, doing whatever it is you want to do, obviously, like, my husband has no choice, like, he has to do everything with me, because he's my partner in crime, and that's what he gets for marrying me, but, like, I don't care if anybody else goes, you know what I mean, so, I just think it's, like, really weird and then she also has this like massive Christmas to-do list which like it's like pages and pages and pages and pages long and like I don't understand like what all do you need to do and if you're this Christmas organized and Christmas like whatever like why is this not something that you're working on prior to December if this is like going to be a thing it just it just seemed like a hot mess and it made like zero sense and um like the mom gets sick of course so then they have to do like all this extra stuff whatever it's just weird um and then, like, there's this whole situation where his ex-girlfriend is there, and then she's talking about how, like, he's really hard to pin down. He's always on the move, so, like, whatever, because, like, they obviously get closer, and then, it, like, she puts it in her head, like, oh, like, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna stay either, so, like, that's not gonna work out either, and then, like, whatever, they end up together, blah, 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 whatever. There's also this whole thing about how they have to, like, hand-make Christmas presents for each other, But, like, they're given, like, literally, like, bullshit, like, paper plates and, like, buttons and, like, really stupid stuff. And they're supposed to make Christmas presents out of it. And it's just, like, I don't think it's endearing. I don't think it's charming. I just think it's weird. Like, I think, again, I I know I have been harping about this, like, all December. But, like, if you planned experiences for people, like, plan, like, a really fun activity for people and, like, give them that for their present instead of making them garbage that they're gonna throw away she makes them like cufflinks or something out of acorns or something it's like so tragic this movie is so fucking terrible um the only thing that I think I enjoy is that her sister's black so she was adopted the Jessica Lowen's character was adopted into this family and I love that she has black sister and they're just casually it's just like a casual thing it's not like nobody makes a thing about it um I really love that because there's not a lot of diversity in movies and there's not a lot of in like these movies especially most characters are white um the characters that are not white usually are just like right I don't know it's just like not a thing so the fact that it's just like not even really spoken about that her sister's black it's like it's just like casual I just really enjoy it but um ultimately this movie absolutely sucks The next one was better, but I still have qualms about this one that doesn't make it, like, super great. It's Right Before Christmas, which is a Hallmark movie from 2019. It's starring Tori DeVito, who was Nanny Carey on One Tree Hill. She was on Vampire Diaries. She's on everything. Um, She, it stars her and Chad Michael Murray. There's also Drew Seeley in this movie for no apparent reason. Um, It says, Jessica gets dumped before Christmas. She sends five Christmas cards affecting her BFF, brother, and aunt pop star and a past music cello teacher meeting her single photographer son so essentially what happens is she gets dumped and she decides that she's gonna send out these christmas cards yada 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 whatever so the movie supposedly is supposed to be like a love actually kind of movie how like all of the characters are technically connected but they all have their own storylines i personally could have lived without the storylines of like all of the other people, all of the other storylines, like, were really cheesy, especially the pop star storyline, like, his storyline was, like, super lame, um, 
the Christmas cards made me emotional, like reading her Christmas cards. Like that actually was really cute, like hearing her Christmas cards or whatever. Um, and then there's this whole, like, she's like obsessed with Christmas, which I actually really liked. Like she's like super into Christmas. Like her Christmas cards are like super fancy. Like her Christmas decorations are super fancy and all of those things. Um, so I really liked that and she is obsessed with it. It's a wonderful life. And Chad Michael Murray's character at one point quotes the quote, um, from it's a wonderful life to her, the, like, you want the moon, Mary? Like, let me get you the moon. Like I'll tie a lasso around her, whatever the fuck the quote is. And I was like, that is so adorable. Like that was like such a cute like moment. And like, it's just was like so casual that he did it and whatever. So I like actually liked that. Um, I also liked, she has this best friend who, um, has, is married and, um, she sees Chad Michael Murray's character with like another girl or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, like he was with another girl. So like whatever. And her friend's like, John, tell her she's more gorgeous than the ice skater girl. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'd have to see a picture. And she like turns around and looks at him and he's like, you are more gorgeous than the ice skater. And it's just like really funny because that is exactly, that is exactly what a husband does. And I loved it so much. Um, she also plays the cello in this, um, which I think is like, it's, like, kind of not an important part of the movie, and they probably could have left it out, but it, like, gives her more, like, depth as a character, I guess. And she actually played the cello, which I think is impressive. Um, and then there was, like, a fun little tidbit that his – Chad Michael Murray's name in this movie is Luke, which is a nod to One Tree Hill. So it was okay. It was pretty cute. I liked it. There were a couple of moments that I was, like, getting emotional. I was tearing up and whatever. But, like I said, like, there's, there's other things. Like, her brother has a whole storyline. Her brother is in the military of some sort, and it's got this whole situation with this girl who he's, like, interested in or whatever. And, like, it's, like, not important. And then, like, like I said, the Drew Seeley situation, like, he's a pop star, and he, like, treated his band really bad and like they get back together and they have like a reunion kind of thing and like whatever it, that's also really stupid so it's kind of it's got like stupid moments but it's also got cute moments so it's like so so it's like kind of in the middle for me but probably higher up middle than definitely the last one so I watched the princess switch when it came out it's princess switch three romancing the star it's on netflix 2021 it says when a priceless relic is stolen. Queen Margaret and Princess Stacy enlist the help of Margaret's cousin Fiona to team up with a man from her past to retrieve it. Um, Margaret, I don't think this makes sense. Um, with romance resulting in a very unexpected switch. So it's a very much like to catch a thief situation. So if you watched the first two movies, like the first movie, the princess and the pauper switch places. And then in the second movie, there's the princess and the pauper. And then there's um, her cousin who also tries to switch places with them. So then in the third movie, Fiona, her cousin, is like basically in like not jail. She's in like she's like working away in like a monastery or something. I don't know. Some some like nunnery she's working in to like pay for her sins because she like whatever. Um and it's like the situation where they have this like star that they get from like the pope or something and then like they're like using it for christmas decoration and then it gets stolen by this bad guy and so then they like go get fiona to help them and she has this like ex-boyfriend who's also a bad guy who she also went to like boarding school with and things like that and whatever and it was cute 
Um, Fiona's accent is dreadful. She sounds like a porn star and I really hate it. Vanessa Hutchins is pulling like triple duty in this movie. So like good for her. Um, I like that there's like the unexpected switch that it talks about. Like there's an unexpected reason that they have to switch and that is really cute. I think I like this one better than the second one. I don't really remember the second one very much, but I feel like I like this one better. I always like, my husband really likes heist movies and I think it's like rubbing off on me a little bit, but I like movies where there's like a scheme and things like, and everybody has to work together. I like when characters have to work together so um I always thought like I thought that was really fun and then there's this moment because like her and this ex-boyfriend situation obviously get back together and she he says I was mad at you because you didn't care about me the way that I care about you and that's not a good reason to be mad at someone and I was like oh what is this I loved it so much so anyway if you've seen the princess uh switch movies or whatever I think this one's better than the second one I think um uh, I honestly think this might be better than the first one, to be honest, because I think that, um, Margaret's character is obviously boring because she's, like, a queen, whatever, and I think Stacey's character is honestly boring. I think Fiona holds the whole movie, so I think that this was the best out of all of them because it was the most entertaining to me, but I also watched it really fast, two times speed, you know what I'm saying, so that could have something to do with it, but I think it was cute as a whole. The next one that I watched, which I thought was going to be my favorite, but it ended up being surpassed, was Five Star Christmas. It was a 2020 Hallmark movie starring Bethany Joy Lenz. It says, when a travel writer shows up unexpectedly at their dad's bed and breakfast, the Ralston family pretends to be guests in hopes of a good review. Lucy falls for Jake, but they can't share her secret. Or, but can't share her secret. So, this is... This was such a cute movie. I love this so much. I love, like I said, I love, like, when people have to get together and scheme. Um, So, essentially, like, all the kids go home. Or, I say kids. I guess there's three. So, there's um, Bethany Joy Lenz's character. She has a brother. And then she has a younger sister. So, they go home. And they all discover that their dad has turned their family home into a bed and breakfast. But he, like, doesn't have a staff. He doesn't have, like, anything, honestly. Like, he's kind of, like, piss poor planned this. Which why but like okay um so they decide like there's like this really big critic or whatever and they think it's this woman it's obviously not this woman it's the guy whatever whatever it's not really a spoiler alert um so she like decides that they're gonna go in on this like whole bed and breakfast thing because um they don't want her dad to get a bad review and they don't want him to have to shut down and owe all the money that he put into it and all these things and whatever. So they all decide to band together. So, um, some of them are like working, some of them are guests, things like that. Like her brother is engaged. So her brother and his wife are guests. She is like helping obviously. Um, her sister is like the chef and her grandma and her grandpa are both there and things like that. So it's really cute. It's like this really cute, like family sort of situation, whatever, Um, the house is really, really pretty, so, like, that's really, really nice. Um, like, the siblings I really enjoyed, like, all the siblings, like, look alike, which I thought was great, and, like, their relationships and things were very believable. I like that it gives, um, like, this is a situation where there's, like, not multiple storylines, but characters have different things, so, like, the youngest sister is like kind of flip floppy and she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. And then ultimately she realizes like she's actually really good at cooking. And so like that becomes her thing. And then like the um, brother and his wife are dealing with a thing and like, that's a really good thing, like whatever. And then she ends up falling for this guy who ends up being obviously the um, 
bed and breakfast reviewer or whatever and so like they have a whole storyline and like that was really cute the guy that plays him is very cute his name is Victor Webster which a really funny story he is married to Chantel Van Santen who plays Quinn in One Tree Hill so Haley's sister on One Tree Hill so I thought that was super fun so I would imagine there's some sort of connection as to them and these roles and things like that um but I think that is totally adorable that she's you know making out with uh, her old sister's husband on a different show. Uh, I think that's funny. Um, Bethany Joy Lenz, of course, have to has to sing throughout the freaking movie. I hate that so much. Like, I know, like, you have multiple talents, and so then you want to, like, do them all and whatever, but it's just, like, it's not necessary. I don't need it. But anyway, I thought this was very cute. It was, like, very wholesome, very family. Like, I love all the vibes and whatever. So, like, this is one that I would watch again next year. It's kind of, like... I didn't watch it this year. I'll probably watch it on Christmas Eve, but a December ride, like I'll watch that every year, even though like that also has its issues. Like that's not a great movie. It's got issues, but I'll watch that like all the, like every year because I think it's like just like a cute one. This is another one that I think is very cute. Um, also I don't know if they showed it or not, but, um, whatever that one was with Janelle Parrish last year, Holly and Ivy or something about the little girls and the whole bookmobile thing. I would watch that one again too for the family vibes. So this one is one that I could definitely watch year like every year sort of thing because it's just like a cute little family Christmas movie. And then the last one, my very favorite of the year, it was a total surprise. I did not anticipate going into this movie that I was going to like it as much as I did, but it is Jingle Bell Bride. It is a 2020 Hallmark movie, and it stars, like I said previously, Julia Gonzalo, who is the mean girl from A Cinderella Story, also with Chad Michael Murray. He's not in this movie, but you know. Um, it says, wedding planner Jessica Perez travels to a remote town in Alaska to find a rare flower for a celebrity client and is charmed by the small town during Christmas, as well as the handsome local helping her. So what I really liked about this movie, one, the representation. The representation in this movie is fantastic. Her family is Latinx and he his family is black. So there's a ton of black characters. There's a ton of Latinx characters. They say Feliz Navidad, which I really love, um, like... They are just a full-on, like, Latinx family, and I think it's so cute, and um, the actors playing them are actually, like, Latina and things like that, so I think that is great. I really, really love that, and then, like, um, even just the extra characters in the background, they're also, I mean, there's obviously, like, white characters and things like that, but there's just, like, such a large group of people, and I just really enjoyed the inclusion and things like that, so I really loved that. Um, this was not like a typical, like, everybody's white, Candace Cameron Bure sort of situation. Like, it was just like very diverse cast, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I also really enjoyed that the main character is super sassy. Like, she's sassy, like her character in a Cinderella story. I giggled a couple times at some of the stuff that she said because I just thought she was just so, like, okay. And like, it was not a stereotypical Christmas movie, like Hallmark movie where it's just like, oh my God. And like love and like, la la la. It's like, she's like, oh, well, why are we doing that? Or like, whatever. Like, she's just like a real character. She's not like this like cookie cutter, like Christmas character. Like she just seemed like a normal person. And I really enjoyed that. Um, she goes to Alaska for this flower and I'm pretty sure this is not a thing. I'm pretty sure Alaska is not the only place that has this flower. And I'm pretty sure that you don't get stuck in Alaska the way that she does and things like that. I, this is all just like for the movie, I think. But um, this bride that she's working for, 
she wants this like really specific kind of flower so she has to go get it whatever she gets stuck in Alaska and just the way that she reacts it's not that she's like um it's not that she's like a prissy like whatever kind of girl but she's like well is there another plane like is there like something else we can do like I'm supposed to get back and like whatever like she's just like she's a very normal character and so I feel like her like complaints are like things that she's like um what and like whatever like I think that's all very normal and I really appreciated that and whatever um I just thought it was like very I just thought it was a very normal I think I honestly think like it's a movie like I could get my husband to watch um and I think it's it like gives me like Flynn Rider vibes like how Flynn Rider makes fun of Disney movies where he's like why is everyone singing it gives me like that same kind of feel where it's like Christmas movies don't have to be the exact same like they don't all have to be the same they don't all have to have the same things happen and like whatever like people can be like just like normal people in these movies and I really really liked that um so while she's there they have this like festival every year and um she's there and so she goes with them to this like place and it's like really run down and they're having all these problems and whatever and she's like well, I'll help. Like we'll just like fix it up and we'll make it work cuz she's an event planner so she knows what she's doing. And they're like kind of like taken aback that she's like willing to help because she seems like she's like, you know, trying to get in and out and she's like, "Well, I'm here. Like I might as well." And so she helps them with their festival and it's really cute and whatever. Um, they end up making her the like something princess jingle ball princess or something because there's this like festival and like somebody is randomly raffled and chosen and she gets chosen and she's like oh no 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 like I don't want to do this like you don't I don't I don't need to do this but then because of that there's like different parts of the festival that she then is included in and so she's like included in this town and she like is very much like uh I don't need to be a part of this but she also does it because she sees that like they appreciate it and whatever and so I think there's like a good mixture of her being reluctant but also her being willing to like take one for the team kind of thing and so like I really really like that um her and this guy are obviously bonding and like he takes her to see the northern lights which I think is really cute and then ultimately like she is at risk for losing this like promotion and she's like really bummed because she can't get back in time and they're like we're gonna have to like hand the wedding over to somebody else because you're not gonna be back in time and like we don't want to risk it and whatever and she's like okay like I understand and like she kind of takes it on the chin and then he makes all these arrangements to get the plane ready for her which I think is like so adorable like you can tell that he likes her you can tell that he like whatever but he just is just being nice and he just like is able to arrange this whole situation and then she ends up turning down the promotion and she wants to focus on like spending time with her family and like making more of an effort because she kind of realized like that she could do that and she could kind of juggle both things like she could have a life and like relationships with her family and friends and things but she could also still be really good at her job um there's also this whole situation her sister got her this necklace which was really cute and then so she while she is in Alaska gets necklaces in the shape of jingle bells the jingle bell flower for her sister and her niece and that was really cute and then at the very very end like she is at the wedding and like the bride was just like so taken aback by the fact that she was able to get these flowers and she was really thankful like she was this pop star and she was like I'll spare any expense for my wedding and whatever, but she was also very appreciative and like had a lot of sentimental value in the reason why she wanted the flowers and the the things that she wanted in her wedding, which I enjoyed. Um, and then the guy, he had a life in New York, which is where she lives, um, but he came home for reasons and like was staying with his grandmother and things like that. And so then he ends up going 
to New York and he sees her and or he like goes to the wedding. He's like, well, I thought you might need a date at this wedding and like whatever. And it's very cute. And it doesn't say that they're like together. Like they do kiss, which I don't think was necessary, but it doesn't say that they're like together and like they don't get married and like all these things. It's, it's very open-ended. Um, but, and I honestly do think like they didn't need to kiss. Like it, they could have just like carried on the way that they did. But I felt like it just was like very... Like, this was a very normal, this is very normal how this happened. Like, this is not, like, a cheesy Christmas movie. This is not, like, he just randomly shows up. He already had these ties to New York. He already had a life in New York. He just happened to be in Alaska at that time and whatever. And, like, it just, like, melded very nicely together. And I just love this movie so much. I just thought this movie was so good. I really enjoyed, like I said, I really enjoyed, like, the representation and the fact that, like, these people acted like such normal people. But it was still, like, a really cute Christmas movie. It was still really cute. It was a movie that takes place at Christmas time, and I just really loved it. And it is my favorite out of all the movies that I watched this year. So those are the eight movies that I watched. I obviously was able to somehow stretch this out into a long-ass podcast because that's what we do here. Um, Let me know what your favorite Christmas movie was that you watched this year um, or if you've seen any of these movies, your thoughts on any of these movies. If you're Sarah, I don't want to hear it because I know you don't like Jingle Bell Bride, but I really loved it. So I am happy with that being my number one. Um, But yeah, let me know. Um, I did a podcast last year about Christmas movies and things in general. So that was more like typical Christmas movies like The Grinch and, um, The Santa Claus and I think, I think it was about those kind of movies. Like those kinds of movies, things like that, things that are like my favorites and whatever. Um, but those are movies that I haven't made time to watch. So I'm going to make time to watch those probably this weekend as well with my husband. Um, because the Santa Claus is always a good time. The Grinch is always a good time. My sister has been quoting the Grinch for the last like six months. So we have been in Grinch mode the whole time. Um, and like I said, the Christmas with the Cranks I'm going to watch because spoiler alert, I read that book. So I'm going to talk about that. And I thought there was another one, but now I'm thinking that was just it. I think it was just that one. So I hope you are having a wonderful holiday, whatever you celebrate, whatever you believe. I hope that you are having the best time. Um, I'm assuming you're not listening to this on Christmas because you have more important things to do. So whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're still in holiday feels and things like that. And if you want to, I don't know how you can watch these movies at this point because it will be after Christmas. I don't know. You want to save them for next year and set them on your DVR. I don't really know. But um, again, you can email me at shereadhesaid at gmail.com and you can let me know your favorites. And until next time, friends, ciao!